0: and Ryan Reynolds to Blake Lively who is also in The Green Lantern. How's that for you, Adam?
1: Uh yeah, speaking of C uh DC, how about CD uh as in Well, actually let me ask you, Zeeshan, do you uh, do you <laughs> like tapes and CDs?
0: This is hitting the the editing floor. I'm no, not allowed. No, no.
1: Zeeshan, do you like do tapes I and like, CDs? Do I like tapes and CDs? Uh, yeah.
2: You know what? I don't own many anymore, but At a certain time in my life I had a few. Is that a yes? Yeah, fuck it Adam. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Well how about I tape my dick to your forehead so you can (laughs) see these nuts.
2: Let's go, baby.
0: Welcome everyone to episode 38 of Ghost Party Radio, an in-depth and very serious exploration into the world of genre film hosted by two small-time cowards. I'm your host, Trevor Dillon, and allow me to introduce my co-host, the second banana of the Not-Fucking-Around crew, it's Adam Cervantes-Wagner.
1: Wow, the second time for the second banana, am I right, Trevor? (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, listeners, right up top, we have to get into it. Adam is referencing the fact that for the very first time ever, let's address that elephant in the room, Adam.
1: Uh... Hey, hey, (laughs) hey! Hey, watch
0: it, buddy. Watch it. uh So, this is, of course, our The Town episode, the first movie of our heist series. And, um, this is the second time we're recording this episode because we had massive technical difficulties. Um, we, of course, like I just mentioned, are on episode 38 of Ghost Party Radio, and uh, this is the first time this has ever happened to us. And uh, I just have to say... um, all of the great podcasts go through it adam so don't don't hang your head
1: yeah Uh, i won't i mean in the words of uh, the way that mr fox would put it this whole thing really cussed the bed
0: (laughs) yeah and you know what when the the dust settles i think people are going to look back at this one and say this is one of the greatest episodes they've done um but let's get into it basically i just wanted to address that up top we're not going to be rehashing anything that we talked about and during last night's episode uh i i think it would be very disingenuous and uh i yeah, i'm gonna use some of the same bits that i used last night like some of the ones that crushed uh and you're just gonna have to allow it i think okay. adam yeah. before we introduce our guest who is um has earned the right to talk during my intro i guess but <laughs> uh do we have any listener reviews you'd like to read
1: yeah we do trevor uh and thank you again to the person who uh wrote in this is Really, we have two listener reviews, I should say, but we're going to read only one of them and save it the other for next time. Of course, we're probably going to have two or more next time, but we'll see what happens. Um, This one is very special because, as you know, in our last episode, we called out to the listeners to pull heists of their own and take uh, the phones of their friends, of their parents, anyone in the vicinity. Their loved ones. Their loved ones, specifically. Go uh, on to uh, one of the apps, most likely uh, Apple Podcasts, and rate us five stars. And if you can, if you think you're a a master criminal, leave a review. Um, And I think we might have gotten that here because this review that comes from user, I have a migraine Mm. uh, who I don't know. And I know you don't know, Trevor.
0: Yeah, and I said this last night, but Adam, it's, it's okay. We might have some listeners of this show that we don't personally know.
1: Right, which is ridiculous and and just untrue.
0: Should not be the case in, <laughs> in any way.
1: Um, but the uh, it is titled the plan mm. with the body reading boys. I'm in. Yes, Five I like, stars.
0: I am pumping my fist like I, I just love the idea that somebody did that. Um, and listen to us, you know, just a lot of power. uh right. o- over our listenership. I wonder what country that listener lives in.
1: Right, probably probably uh, Angola.
0: <laughs> so, listen, I've seen the stats. We, we have some listeners and some – oh, I should say we have some bots from some really, really weird places. But uh, whoever that was, thank you for doing that. And for anybody out there listening, please take the phones of your loved ones, go on the iTunes store, give us five stars, and just tell us, boys, I'm in. Or just any variation on the fact that you stole someone's phone to give us a five-star rating. We love you guys. Thank you. Speaking of guys we love – right he is a returning guest so i i said last night that he was the second guest to have come on the show twice but because of the fucked up show last night he is now the first guest who's ever been on the show three times and we had to bring him on to chat about this specific movie he is a filmmaker a musician and most importantly he's a member of my, my most prominent group chat the beverage boys it's Zishan yunos welcome back to back to back to the show Zishan.
2: let's not stand on ceremony here all right the Town <laughs> is a movie I love. I would do this episode 15 <laughs> times in a row if I needed to. And I literally will by sabotaging this audio later. So be prepared <laughs> for that.
0: I mean, I was going to say, it's not, a, I mean, like this recording may never come out. This might just be another fucked up recording. So <laughs> I say we just have fun with it. Um, thank you again. Like, I'm, I'm sure we're going to say thank you 10 times throughout this episode for coming back mm-hmm. on the show. It's not um, we're going to have some fun, though. We're going to have some fun. Uh, yeah. The first time you were on the show, uh, the first of the two times you've been on the show, you were talking about Blue Ruin. I almost called it Blue Velvet. Uh, and I asked you what your favorite genre of cinema was. But you know on this series we're talking about heist movies. Other than The Town, which we'll get to very shortly, do you have any other favorite heist movies?
2: Uh, the only other heist movie that's on the same level as The Town for me is, is Heat, obviously. Mm. And, and Heat surpasses The Town, but you know, it's a legacy that's been created by Heat. Right. And now without the heat, there wouldn't be the fucking town, baby. Let's go. I mean, oh, a- every
1: Wait, you know, you remember that great joke I made about uh, <laughs> being hot in the town in the last. Uh, last episode. Uh,
0: Yeah, that great joke. But when I try it again here, did you uh, did you punch no. it up a little bit? That one no. crushed.
2: I mean, that that crushed, actually. That yeah, yeah
0: crushed. it was all about timing, too, you know. This fake history that we're developing for this show is going to make this show much, much better. So keep it going. Uh, Adam last night told a joke that both uh, Zishan and I probably just stepped on or just continued talking right over because it wasn't very good. (laughs) Um, I think that heat is something that just kind of comes with the territory when you're making a heist movie now. The Dark Knight, The Town, stuff like that. So... Um, You know, there's even the scene in the movie where the character Doug is watching Heat. It's just – it's no secret when you make a movie what you're being inspired by. And if you're in this genre, specifically like the smash and grab, big guns, tough guys genre, you're making basically just a variation of Heat. But uh, today we're talking about 2010's The Town. Uh, We're going to get very, very basic here, but – uh, written and directed by ben affleck the tagline very very good tagline welcome to the bank robbery capital of america uh, this movie is about a character named doug mccray who is a longtime thief who is smarter than the rest of his crew and is looking for a chance to get up and exit the game uh, i have to start with the the basics here softball eshan why did you bring the town onto our podcast
2: uh have you seen ben affleck like have you physically <laughs> looked at him
0: uh only on screen i've i've not had the pleasure yeah. to see him in real life
2: okay so there's a few there's a few moving pieces here so try to keep up with me there's ben affleck right mm. there's rebecca hall mm. have you seen B- rebecca hall bars okay yeah i've been that's in a hall bars. you've been in a hall with somebody named rebecca i'm sure that's right and then um last but not least is is blake lively so <laughs> so so that's the reason right those are the three reasons it's kind of like the three pillars that really hold up that movie um outside of the aesthetic appeal when i finally watched this movie and it was not on mute Mm. blown away incredible score Mm -hmm. incredible score
0: right up top we got to talk about the score because that was something that in the in the previous episode we kind of barely touched on at the end we got to talk about it the score is absolutely incredible for this movie like like we'll talk about the emotions this movie might give you when you're watching it but damn that score is it's so so good and it's very classical too
2: yeah it could not be better and i think it's 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 really interesting too because it's such a delicate like nuanced score for what should be like a punch you in the face movie but we can talk about you know why it's romantic and interesting but yeah i mean the score is incredible it looks incredible performances are great uh, i mean you said it last night when we talked that, you know, a lot of people forget that uh, Ben Affleck's a, you know, Oscar winning writer. And I think the town reminds us that that's the case.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned the aesthetic um, purposes of Affleck, Rebecca Hall and um, Blake Lively. But you're I mean, you're missing out on like a John Hamm, uh, of course, who's kind of good in this movie. And then you, uh, Jeremy Renner is like we talked about last night, like probably the best part of this movie. Um, and then, uh, Pete Postlewaite, which is like one of my favorite per- supporting performances ever in a movie as like the heavy, like mini crime boss here. Uh, it's just a total lineup of heavy hitters. Um, and I want to ask this question. I asked it last night, but we need to, uh, you've had 24 hours now to kind of think it over, but we love Jeremy Renner in this movie. I think he's great as Jem, is, but I have to ask, even as good as Renner is in this movie, is this movie better if Jem is played by Casey Affleck sound off Adam, what do you think?
1: No, you know what, okay, so in the last, in our episode yesterday, uh, we talked about how great Ben Affleck is, how Zeeshan is such a big fan of him, and we all agree he's very handsome and talented, and now that we're all happy for him because he's dating J-Lo again, what do you think the interaction is between J-Lo and Casey Affleck? <laughs>
0: i mean me too aside and i I, you know what adam i'm glad you brought it up because we spent way too much of the episode yesterday talking about ben affleck and j-lo and and we'll go through ben affleck's filmography in, in a little segment here pretty soon but i can't fucking imagine jennifer lopez steeping as low as to speak to that rat casey affleck
1: it must be so weird
0: it's an odd. It's got Thanksgiving's going to be very, very weird this year. Right. Zeeshan, is this movie better with Casey Affleck in the Jeb role?
2: No, not at all. That's I don't. Casey Affleck could never have his own app. Never. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he okay. could not bear the burden of a Casey Affleck app. And Jeremy I don't Renner know. did that. He bore that cross for us.
0: It, it, it's a, it's a real testament to Jeremy Renner in this movie that he has done truly nothing for me in any other movie he's ever been in.
2: The
0: Hurtle? Uh, really? Nothing? Oh, no, no, I mean, he's not... But he's not really doing much in The Hurtle. I guess that's, like, his role in that movie. He's good. He's serviceable in movies, but... Um, You know, but I used to think the same thing of like a Joel Edgerton and I I love Joel Edgerton now. So maybe I'll come around eventually on Renner. But he's so good in this movie that he pushes all past that, I I think. Um, Let's let's naturally slide into the filmography
1: uh, as a director. Speaking of naturally sliding in, do you guys want to create like a new host service site now that OnlyFans is crashing? I think we can um, make a lot of money through that.
0: Hey, okay, so this is a conversation we couldn't have had yesterday because
2: this
1: right. is brand new, brand new yeah. news. This is yeah. hot chaff, boys. This <laughs> is truly hot chaff. Why did they do that to us? Uh, that's the dumbest uh, thing they could have
0: done. I feel like uh, Zishan, you have you actually have a real answer for this question, don't you?
2: Oh, I absolutely have a real answer for this question, yeah. yeah do. Why? Do Why? Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: so so I think the argument online is people being like, that's like McDonald's taking hamburgers off the menu.
2: Okay, well, I don't know what to say to that, but I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. that, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to say two things. I'm going to say one, since we talked about John Ham earlier, I'm going to say ACAB. Second of all, OnlyFans built its platform off the literal backs of sex workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the minute That it has even a whiff of funding that it feels is substantial, right? Completely ostracize that community in favor of bullshit advertising dollars. Mm -hmm. Advertisers don't want to put money into a platform that's based on sex. Right. And now they're doing what everybody else does to sex workers, ostracizing them, kicking them to the fucking curb to make more profitable upfront money. And it's it's horseshit. But do you think
1: they'll they'll actually make money? I mean, so many people are going to migrate from that app.
2: Yeah, who's to say what's going to happen? I think either way, the precedent is what matters right now. (laughs) And OnlyFans had an opportunity to to really say, you know what? We support the people that helped build this empire. And we're going to provide them with an opportunity to succeed. We're going to provide them with a platform to discuss, you know, decriminalization. Um, And instead, they said, you know what? We're going to go after some more money. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now, like I said a few minutes ago, fuck OnlyFans. Yeah.
0: Okay. Absolutely zero Robin Hood factor. <laughs> right.
1: So let's create our place, and you know what? If we create a website and we brand it uh, the same acronym with OF, so that way all the girls don't even have to bother changing their bios. <laughs> thinking ahead.
2: Only fantasy.
1: There you go. Why not? There it is.
0: Hey, I like that. Um. Yeah. So I. I listen. This episode is already way better than the one yesterday. We didn't talk about OnlyFans <laughs> at all. Right. And uh, Adam, after uh, Zishan went on his uh, his uh, very good rant there, can you add in some applause? Uh.
1: Yeah. Sure. Why not?
0: I mean, it's gonna be hard because you cut him off immediately after he was done talking. But but good mm. luck on that. Yeah, How about like a
2: Barry Bonds like home run like crack <laughs> of the bat and add some
1: applause? <laughs> there
0: yeah. you go. Uh, to to Okay, so you cut me off literally in the middle of the sentence, but to, to just slide well, you in. You gave me the perfect segue. <laughs> he did it again. To slide uh-huh. into the filmography of Ben Affleck as a director, um, we're going to play a little game on the show that we like to play. It's called Rank'Em. There we go. All right. Adam, how many of the Ben Affleck-directed movies have you seen? That would be Gone Baby Gone. That would be The Town. That would be Live By Night. And that would be Argo. Two. Which ones have you seen?
1: Uh, Argo and this.
0: Alright, well I'm gonna say it.
1: Rank them. I think I'd probably put this first, followed by Argo.
0: Very nice, very nice. I, I would I would have to agree with you there.
1: I feel like Argo was just I, I don't know, I didn't really like I didn't think it was too impressive at the time. I think rewatching it I might like it more. But the best thing that came from Argo was the joke in Parks and Rec, where uh, the town uh, porn star says that she was in the porn adaptation of Argo called Our Goo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a good joke. That is a very good joke. Yeah, it seems like he took kind of so the filmography is interesting because Gone Baby Gone is like genuinely fairly gritty. When I watched it when it came out, I think it came out in, like oh six or oh seven, and it, it feels it feels even more like based than this movie does in like the slums or like the towny area of Boston. Uh, I think it's a really great movie. Great performance by Casey Affleck. So I guess it's the only movie of his that he's directed that he doesn't star in. Uh, obviously, the town we, we we like, and we'll talk about the varying levels that we like the movie. Uh, he takes basic. I mean, but this is like a, this is a genre film. This is what this podcast is about. So of course, I'm going to gravitate towards the one that's the most genre, which is this movie. It's a full on heist film argo is just kind of like a, a drama for me he just it's just kind of is a little more boring than the town so and then i haven't seen live by night so i'm gonna rank them uh the town gone baby gone and then argo um zeeshan uh, you've seen all four of his films right i have uh so i guess i'm just gonna go ahead and have to ask you to uh rank them
2: at the very at the very bottom mm. literally in the gutter yeah live by night
0: Okay, (laughs) I was gonna say speak on that, but I I don't really want you to speak (laughs) on that too much.
2: (laughs) I think walking out of the gutter, Uh start starting to get onto the to the curb, Mm -hmm. is gone, baby, gone.
0: Okay, evolution. Okay, cool.
2: Right, so now we're walking. Right, we're (laughs) walking. We're on our way to our job interview. Argo.
0: Okay, (laughs) Best Picture winner Argo. Yeah, it's a pretty safe pick, I think.
2: Yeah, at the very tippity top. Right. This is this is I got the job. I I have my own office on the 14th floor of an executive building, all glass walls looking over the Newport coast. A little movie called The Town.
0: Oof. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the town's got to be number one. Uh, It looks like it's number one on all of our lists. But let's talk about just how much we like the town. By the way, that was Rankum, uh, one of our one of our fan favorites. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's start here um we were talking about last night I think the most interesting thing we were talking about is just how much more emotional this movie is than a movie like heat um where we talked about some of our favorite scenes I know uh Zeeshan had said that he really likes the scene at lunch between Rebecca Hall and Ben Affleck where there's a lot of revolving tables or what, what's the phrase there sorry I, I think I fucked that up <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, could we talk about how what a big sellout the movie Free Guy is for a second?
0: What the fuck is going on? Why wouldn't we just <laughs> stop and talk about Free Guy?
1: Well, you gave me sort of the perfect segue here.
0: I asked if I used the right phrase when I was talking
1: yeah, about Yeah, exactly. And Free Guy uses the wrong phrase. First, let's talk about go, go the Go off, go off, go off. Let's, just fucking let's talk go about off. How- this, this movie was made for the masses, man, just to put it straight in their arm, and it's absolutely working, which is uh, uh, such, so bad. I mean, first, look at the poster. You cannot tell that that's a video game-related poster, right? Because it's just like a random city, but they put a health pack right in the corner, and that's, I guess, our clue. The tagline is the worst part. Now, there are two taglines. One of them seems to be the one that's, like, going around everywhere. The one that was featured on the uh, CinemaScore A rating for this movie we we don't put any stock in CinemaScore, right? Why are
0: we here? <laughs> I don't I don't I, I don't get what this is. Like I was literally in the middle of talking about the town, and, and you brought up Free Guy.
1: Okay, but this is what it is. Uh, Let me bring up the right one. Because so, so
0: I have a I have a serious question to ask you. Before this episode, did you write down just random bits like OnlyFans? Free guy. Like you know we we just we,
2: like a, a Neanderthal just throwing shit on the wall. <laughs> well that's I, how I,
0: they
1: that's how they wrote Free Guy, but here's the tagline. Hey, listen, Free it's, Guy got
0: good reviews and did well in the box office. Show some respect for my no, good, some good BS. friend Ryan Reynolds, who that, I that guy's
1: who, who, king sell out of Hollywood. Man. Hey, what We're,
0: the heck? That's my friend that's that Kevin I talked to.
1: Uh-huh. Arts King uh, maybe so, but you know, okay, so it's life's too short to be a background character. This shows you that the, <laughs> they did not give an F about appealing to any specific video game audience at all, because th- we don't call them background characters. You, Sean, what do we call them? <laughs>
2: NPCs that's right
1: we call them NPCs and there's not a hint of that at all it's just so ridiculous I hate that and also wait a minute doesn't this guy isn't the premise that he just keeps dying over and over again because he's an NPC so what is life's too short what does that mean for a video game character
2: what are the stakes
1: yeah exactly the whole thing this whole thing uh is In the trailer for this movie, you know, there's, there's that scene in the trailer where he's like talking to the town And he's like rallying him up like hey we can be more than this whatever I mean, that's just right before the, the climax of the movie. You know that I, hate
2: I, I, I Literally have not seen a single second of a trailer for this movie. Adam. You're
1: very lucky. It is pathetic It is the most whitewashed garbage in out right now, and it worked people went to go see it Okay this is an
0: episode more or less about Ben Affleck and you talking about Ryan Reynolds this much is disrespectful but that's my good friend who I had a conversation with mere months ago bad news everyone seemed like kind of a cool guy he
1: seems like a great guy but also a gigantic no, sellout doesn't. with his How
2: does he seem like a great guy? He, he does he...
1: not seem like a great guy but I'm telling I, you I, when I, I he, talk to him he's charming I'm how? telling you, I'm telling you, he
0: seemed he seemed completely normal in the two minutes that I talked to him. But to be fair, to be fair, I was you were talking... on
2: a server at a fucking restaurant, right?
0: I was also talking about film distribution and how we couldn't play Free Guy because of how shitty Disney was, and so he was like very into that conversation. So I basically met him on his level, but. Uh, I, I, as if I could ever meet Ryan Reynolds on his level, but Adam, I ha- I'm serious. This is the worst case in the history of this podcast of you derailing it. Uh-huh. I can't
1: believe you just did that. I, I, I feel that this was really on brand for, for the episode and, but, uh, we can circle back to what you were talking about. If I listen to this episode and at the end of your rant. Circle
2: (laughs) back to what you were talking about.
0: If I listen to this episode and I hear at the end of your rant the sound of the baseball bat hitting the ball and the crowd (laughs) cheering, I'm going to be upset. So, Zishan was mentioning how one of his favorite scenes in the movie, if not his favorite scene, is the scene with Rebecca Hall at the table at lunch with um, Ben Affleck and then Jeremy Renner shows up. And there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of dynamics in that scene. It takes a lot of skill to pull that off, not only writing, but directing, performances, etc. A lot of subtlety going on there. And then, Adam, what did you say your favorite scene was?
1: Uh, my favorite, which, spoiler alert, is the same as Zishan's, is uh, the scene where they're talking, the three of them, over at lunch. And Jeremy Renner shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
2: Christ, Adam! <laughs> what was the spoiler alert for? Uh,
0: okay, so you just repeated what I said. So thank you. Um, my favorite scene is probably the the Gem versus Doug scene at the cemetery. My, I mean- but I noticed that. When I asked us what our favorite scenes from this movie were, none of us said, Oh, of course, the scene where there are nuns and they knock off the bank and there's like this amazing car chase and stuff like that. Like, we don't immediately go to those moments when we talk about this movie. And I think that's the big difference between, like, when you ask someone what their favorite scene in a heat is, they're probably going to say in this three hour movie, either the huge shootout in downtown LA or the beginning when they knock over the uh the Brinksmobile or whatever and they like, you know, knock out all the windows and the car lot, the action sequences and heat are done really, really well as well as the scenes in town are, but we for some reason gravitate towards the emotionality of this movie as opposed to the coldness of man's heat. So why is that, Adam? Why do you think that is? Was did that surprise you? Did it surprise you that kind of this broy Ben Affleck type was able to pull that off, walk that tight wire.
1: Well, first of all, you know how we didn't talk about the nun scene? Because it's none your business. <laughs> um, but I think. What time is it? Is it 11 <laughs> p.m.? Hey, a reused bit from last night, by the way. No, that's did a not new not, one. <laughs> that, that did
2: not happen last night. I no, know, I, I know. definitely
0: remember. I was
1: trying to discredit this bad joke. Um, anyway, no, well, I mean, I think that's because, you know, the three of us, we know what we want in a movie. We want sort of that dramatic tension more than like a stylish action scene um, but both I think are done very well each th- all three of these heists are like very intense to watch I right. think the o- opening with the heist was was a great move I loved it the way that that was done and I think it's impressive that Ben, ben Affleck could pull off both of those right I, I, you know that was the big setup of the first half of the movie you know is to have that dramatic irony between his character and uh, Rebecca Hall
0: yeah, I mean, it's the... Uh, well, Rebecca Hall is the, is the heart of this film, uh, but Zeeshan, would you agree with that?
2: I think so, yeah.
0: I mean, just like... I mean, I'm not just talking about her you know like her her presence i mean she literally is what makes this movie unique like the idea like adam you would describe the movie as less of a heist film and more of a romance film and or a drama and the reason being is because of the conflict there of uh-oh doug fell in love with this uh attractive bank manager or a uh, branch manager you know uh i think that's what makes it unique but then there's also like these awesome parts towards the end where you have pete paul's Basically saying like there's gonna like, four game stand with the Yankees. They're gonna be bringing in three and a half million dollars. You guys are gonna be knocking over the Cathedral of Boston, Fenway Park. Like like there's still that cool quote unquote side to this movie that like you said he 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 hits that out of the park and then I think the emotion stuff he does extremely well with that. Um I think what we and I, I'm basically I'm just recapping our thoughts. So I, I don't cut me off if I'm talking too much with more free guy bullshit, but. Um, Adam, you seem to have liked the film. You, you, you liked it. I really like this film, and then Zishan loves this film. So there's like a stepping ladder here, sort of, um, to where what? But just kind of tell me, Adam, if if you're the lowest in the totem pole here, what didn't you like about the movie? What did? what, what didn't suffice enough for you?
1: I think I think it's just I wish it would breathe a little bit more. You know, especially for the first half, it right. did feel a lot of like the back and forth. It was very, like, you could see the structure of the movie, right? Ben Affleck's with the crew, then he's with Rebecca going back and forth. We're, we're getting that irony on one hand. We're getting mm-hmm. the stakes raised on the other hand, you know. But I just think really exploring it. And I brought this up last time, you know, but I, I think the way that it was shot, I wish that it was a little bit braver, you know. You could see that with in the scene where Rebecca Hall is telling Ben Affleck about, uh, like, hey, before we get this date started, i, I got to let you know I was in the middle of this, you know, I was taken hostage by these people blah 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 um and we want to see his reaction that whole time and affleck keeps the camera on himself for most of that but it's still over the shoulder or it's a two shot um and and it does cut to an over the shoulder of rebecca and i feel like a more confident movie um like and i brought up edward yang last time but would just have it on him or even more bold maybe just have it on her as she's saying it so we don't even see his face and i if if the movie had, I think, those little quirks sewn throughout, I think it would have been a great movie. But for now, it's just sort of good. It never hits, it never hits any sparks. That's what I didn't feel was was or felt was missing.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I, when I watch this movie, I don't think there's a lack of confidence in the direction at all. But I get what you mean. you you it, I kind of teased you last night as if this movie was a black and white and made in the 50s in French, you'd be all over it. Right. If it was a train
1: uh, coming to the station, I'd probably love it.
0: I mean, I'd be terrified by it, but but it would be, still be worth watching, I would think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't feel a lack of confidence. It's interesting you get – I'm curious if by watching, like, Argo, if there's a, a step in confidence there. But I think what we ended up coming to a conclusion with last night was that, like, we really want to see that next Ben Affleck-directed movie. And then I had even hinted uh, – we love ghost directors on this show – that um, Gavin O'Connor's last two films, both starring Ben Affleck – um, the Accountant and The Way Back, we, or I believe, were actually directed by Ben Affleck in some way or another because because of his substance abuse problems, uh, it's hard to insure him as a director currently. But I think he had a, a big hand in directing those films. And then Zeeshan, you said...
2: I said, fuck Gavin O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> me and all my homies hate Gavin O'Connor. <laughs> I mean, for
0: reasons unknown, and I, I, don't, I don't understand it. But... Whatever, it doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> Literally fuck Gavin
0: O'Connor and or, w- bullshit movies. Uh, and, You know what? This gives me a good chance to circle back to this before we talk about quotes, but what were you mentioning last night about a uh, the Accountant sequel
1: or something? The Informant oh, sequel with uh, Matt Damon.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was your bad joke, but... <laughs>
2: That one kind of crushed. But no, <laughs> the, 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 the 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 informant sequel is not what I'm looking forward to. I'm sure it will happen. The right. accountant sequel is going to happen. Really? It's currently, it's currently listed on Ben Affleck's IMDb, which wow. I I literally look at nightly to put myself to sleep.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we talked about the run that Affleck went on after. You know, he starts hot, he wins an Oscar. I'm just going to recap it real wait, quick. Wait, and then speaking he-
1: of starting hot. God um, fucking damn. If me. I bought the uh, hot sauces from Hot Ones, would you guys want to do that?
2: <laughs> uh, I've tried most of them. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I will do any hot sauce-related activity with
1: you. Okay, there we if go, I, If I will
2: fucking meet you at 10.20 p.m. on a Monday to watch <laughs> the worst movie that's ever been injected into my brain, we're talking about M. Night Shyamalan's old, um, <laughs> I, I will definitely do a hot sauce show. Ah, uh, that's right.
0: That's right. We We mentioned this last night, but... We all met on a Monday night at ten twenty PM to see old. Uh that was fun. We should do that again sometime.
1: Right. They came to my house, by
0: the way. Yeah, yeah, we actually yeah, did you're, drive you're all the way over, over to you. Regal home that <laughs>
2: time.
0: I would you know what? I would say that hosting this show is truly like I'm doing the hot ones all the time. Uh-huh. Like having to deal with you like like but I, I would I would one hundred percent do that. Like I okay. but but like it would have to be a video feed. We would we would have yeah. to be we'll we'll talk about the accountant, too. Uh, I, just, I just eat hot wings the whole time.
1: All right. Maybe maybe for our next genre catch-up, we do genre hot sauce, baby.
0: Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Um, and you know what? You're not going to get me to be thrown off, by the way, because I know exactly what I was just talking about. So, You're... he wins an Oscar with Damon. Uh, then he takes, like, the, the Armageddon's, the uh, fucking, I don't even know, the Sandra Bullock movies, like, the big budget, like action slash romance movies he's doing he hits a kind of a low when harbor, he gets with right? Jay, pearl harbor of course which you know how can you blame someone for taking armageddon pearl harbor these are the biggest movies being made at that time a uh, couple of bombs in a row geely kind of is where he hits bottom he has to re create himself as a director with gone baby gone then he makes the town then he makes argo then he makes gone girl then i forgot throwing into that list is is the accountant which was a big hit so he was really really doing well there for a while and then live by night happens uh, it drops in January Warner, but this has no idea what to do with it. It bombs horribly and he hasn't made quote unquote a movie since then. I mean, he's in a triple frontier, small role. I know Zeeshan, you love that movie. Uh, so want, you want to speak on that for a second?
2: I mean, what's there to say other than it's a fucking banger. JC Shandor triple frontier. Yeah. JC Shandor Ben Affleck. I mean, what a, what a cast. What a look and feel. Yeah. And, and metallic. To bookend it with Metallica. Like, oh, come, <laughs> on. come on now.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty incredible. By the way, speaking of uh, bookending, I guess not bookending, but the, the end credits, I forgot. But what do you know
1: about bookending? You've never read a book in your life.
0: Yeah, well, listen, uh, <laughs> I will not be subjected to this like I was last go. night about the last Ruger. Last night was better, I think. I, I can read. I definitely can read. Uh, a lot of people don't. If I couldn't read then how would I be able to read this review from Letterboxd right now, Adam? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. We have a review here, which I forgot to do at the top of the show because I didn't want to repeat it. But guess what? I'm going to read it right now. It is a review from uh, past guest of the show, friend of the show, and also in the Beverage Boys uh, group chat, Justin. He Thanks for rubbing town... that in, by the way, again. Yeah, the, my most prominent group chat. What do you want uh-huh. from it? Yeah, hold on very quickly. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, no, what, okay. do you
2: drink? what do you drink, Adam?
1: A Dr. Pepper.
2: Right, yeah, there's no way you're letting the beverage boys come on. What's wrong, beverage boys? You're not gonna make the chat with <laughs> Dr Pepper as your lead off hit. Yeah, your designated hitter.
1: What about the milk?
2: Two percent. Oh Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Okay.
0: Adam told me that he drank uh Dr Pepper ten for a while, which is the which was Whoa. that Dr Pepper <laughs> that they they advertised as four men. <laughs> do Do you guys remember that? Yeah. No. They advertised in like 2020, the Dr. Pepper commercial said, this drink is for men. Right. Adam just bought a whole case.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I was like, I got to compensate stat.
0: (laughs) Justin gives this movie four and a half stars, probably the best version of its genre. He said it right there. He said it. Then he said plus half a star for the ending, which uh, is one of my favorite songs in the world. Um, so there you go. That's that's a review from Justin that I read last night that I ha- it, ha- it had to make the director's cut here. This is what this episode no, is. I- I'm
1: calling you out. You just remembered it from last night. You didn't no, read I it. No, I didn't.
0: No, I read it. I was reading no. it off the page.
1: No, you didn't. You just remembered <laughs> it from last night. <laughs>
0: um, no, but um, this is the director's cut of last night's episode. That's what we're calling this because okay. – uh, I forgot. We actually this talked about
2: twenty six the... minutes longer and worse. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so I watched the theatrical cut, and I've watched the director's cut of the town before, but it it was worse, right? Like Zishan, you're pretty familiar with the changes. What what is it? Is it Affleck giving in to his worst stuff, basically?
2: Yeah, it's definitely oh like way more frat broy. there's like i think there's an extra jason derulo song in it for sure <laughs> um, and it's also 27 minutes longer i mean it's just yeah Oof. tonally shifts like incredibly in the worst direction possible
0: he wanted it to be heat so bad that he just he just wanted that uh, yeah although you know what you know what the dumbest imdb like half-assed movie movie research is when there's like oh the first cut of this movie was four hours and it's like yeah the first cut of most movies that are like on this scale are four hours until someone has to sit the director down and be like we're not distributing a four-hour movie but I'm glad he got his director's cut but I think that I think that the worst thing as a director you can do and Ridley Scott does this a lot actually shout out but uh release your director's cut that's a lot longer and a lot worse it really makes you look pretty bad I feel like as a director but uh, it's all love. It's all love. Uh, you guys want to play another segment? Let's do it. All right. Can't wait. This is a famous segment that we play on the show. We haven't played it in a while, Adam, actually. But this one is called, How Does It Relate to Batman?
1: Come on. Too easy. <laughs>
0: no, try. Go ahead, Adam. What did I write down no. here? How does this relate to Batman? No,
1: this is Bateman. I know what you're it's looking not for. Bait. I'm not going to give it this to you.
2: This is
0: Bateman. No, okay. try it.
1: <laughs> Speaking of sure. which, Bateman also Jason played Bateman. by another Batman. Say that again. The uh, I'm t- referring to the Bateman of uh, American <laughs> Psycho.
0: <laughs> yeah, Patrick Bateman. Not bad. Not bad. I will be cutting that from the episode, though. <laughs> no, that will be hitting. That will be hitting the editing floor. Um, tell me, how does the town relate to Batman?
1: No. All
0: right. All right. zisha do you have a guess?
2: Uh, do you want a serious answer?
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Try.
2: Uh, Batman was shot in Boston.
0: <laughs>
1: no no close
0: though as so, we
1: doesn't, know uh, doesn't Jeremy Renner's character at one point say you want to know how I got this tattoo
2: <laughs> lucky Irish tattoo not behind bad behind his neck yeah. but,
1: and that's how you play
2: how
0: does it relate to Batman <laughs> uh, let's go over favorite quotes because we were doing a lot more quoting of this movie or at least Adam and I was because uh, Zishan just refuses to try his Boston accent um, by the way, it's okay. We can do a Boston accent. Those people, we can make fun of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but do you have any favorite <laughs> quotes, Adam? Uh, I I know I don't want this episode. This will be the only episode in the history of this show where we could just sit around quoting it the whole time. But let's hear it. What do you, what 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 got you going in this
1: movie? Well, I think just the exchange between uh, Affleck and the florist, right? When he goes in to smooth things over it's, with it's, a it's the bundle best. of cash, it's and the now, best. Is- yeah, between the two of them, too, like, Affleck stuff of just, like, giving up and saying, you know, you know what, F you, and going on that rant, and then, boom, without even flinching, The Flourish comes back with, like, yeah, I killed your mother, and you were looking for her. It's cute.
0: Yeah, one of the coldest scenes in the history of film, <laughs> um, and also, hey, that sounds familiar. I said that exact recap of that scene last night, Adam. Yeah. And I did a better, baby. Uh huh. Oh yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's let's have a Pete Postle weight off right now. Give me your best right. Pete Postle weight in that scene. Go ahead. voice, All right. Now I'm gonna go. If there's a heaven, sun, she ain't in it.
2: Not bad, okay. huh?
1: Yeah, Zishan, who won that one?
2: Uh, uh, you know what? I hate, I hate that I have to say this. <laughs> I fucking hate it. But Trevor won. So yeah, by far. I, I don't even know if you said words. Of uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you didn't watch the movie then.
2: I no. I I literally just think that you bit into a potato, hey. and yeah. that was it. That's, um, that's you know, this sounds like a
1: perfect time to play. Uh, who would you rather marry?
0: hey adam's favorite segment Let's
1: yeah this go. is a great bit also hasn't come back in a while but uh i'll start with Zishan. zushan
0: all Who right you... and now we are gonna cut to an ad read we'll uh. be right back this episode is brought to you by the horrible imaginings film festival have you heard of this adam
1: hi fest tell me about it
0: that's right hifilmfest.com what it is is it's a great genre festival Lots of horror movies, lots of science fiction, and it's taking place at, you will never guess this, the Frida Cinema in beautiful downtown Santa Ana, where you live.
1: Why, that's right on 4th Street. Street.
0: You can go to hifilmfest.com and see the dates. It's going to be September 2nd through 5th, and they have all of their passes still online, as well as VIP passes.
1: Whoa, what does VIP stand for?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have anything. You got me, you got me. All okay. right, so there, maybe the, the question asking is not going to work for the for the ads. We'll, we'll, we'll it's, know it's going forward. Hey, it's, it's going okay. Yeah, so, and, 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 then, and you can even buy a VIP pass.
1: What does VIP stand for?
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch.
1: You're not going to edit that out.
0: I will not. Uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, seriously, great film festival. Uh, I have been to it before it was at the Freedom Cinema as a filmmaker. Uh, and by the way, Adam, I am a filmmaker, uh, and you will refuse to, uh, to acknowledge uh. that. But I will say uh, my movie Foxwood and my last film, The Vicious, I have both played at Horrible Imaginings. Never and, heard of it. Uh, the guy who runs it, Miguel Rodriguez, who just so happens to be a friend of the show and a past guest on the show, and, of course, Sterling Yano, who was on the show as well, uh, they're really great, and they really care about the filmmakers. And I know I'm just some lowly – um short filmmaker who went there twice but they they treated me like i was a a big old feature filmmaker so uh Mm -hmm. i really highly recommend horrible imaginings uh film festival and like i said you can go to hifilmfest.com all the passes are still on sale and it's going to be a great time now back to the show
1: and we're back so zishan who would you rather marry here are the choices uh it's the two other guys on the crew that aren't Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are my options. Yeah. Uh, it would be Desmond.
1: He's the glasses guy?
2: He's the one that gets shot in hmm. the, uh, the first one that gets killed. Oh, okay. Out. Damn,
0: so yeah, I'm immedi- immediately a widower. Immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I don't want to have
2: to be committed to this bullshit scenario for the rest of my life. Hey,
0: with, with Doug out of town. Uh, uh, Blake Lively's looking looking like a nice option. Yeah, that's
1: not on the table, Trevor.
0: Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Hey, I forgot to ask you guys. Have you ever been to Boston? Because I've never been to Boston. Uh, I, I, but I I know like a big thing about this movie that people really like is like how how like the bars they're going to are actually bars that characters like Doug and Gem would be going to, and that Affleck like actually put a lot of research into it um and you know they actually shot at like a red Sox game and stuff like that like it feels very authentic to this city i've never been to but adam are you familiar with the city at all the town
1: uh yeah i'm familiar familiar with the town by the way i want to bring up a joke that i thought was solid that i made last time which was uh with all the text at the beginning of this movie i thought the whole thing was going to be text that's for someone out there so you guys don't have to laugh don't worry <laughs>
0: Uh, and and we didn't and also uh, I couldn't read any of that so
1: go ahead and edit out edit out the laughing
0: uh, no okay hold on now listener at home there will be no editing there there was genuinely no okay. laughing. Go, I'll go ahead and edit it
2: out sure <laughs> silence
0: this is the problem with that the fact that I edit the like the episodes kind of and then Adam takes it and he puts his little t- finishing touches on it the the sound of the of the crack of the baseball bat stuff like that. Uh, Anyway, uh, Zishan, have you been to uh, Boston before? And if you have, did you see any Blake Livelys walking around?
2: Uh, I have been to Boston before, and um, I I saw maybe like a a 50% Blake Lively once in the aquarium.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Guess we're going to have to ship out to Boston. High out of her
0: mind on OxyCode. (laughs) Just Just (laughs) listening to
2: Jason Derulo on her iPod. (laughs) Uh,
0: Back to the – oh, yeah, by the way, that's how you play. Who would you rather marry? (laughs) Thank you. uh, back to the quotes though there's a million great lines and they have the scene at the cemetery which is my favorite where you have the Jeremy Leonard you know you th- that's your problem you, you think you're better than everybody and then like the, the, the Ben Affleck line where he says like you don't care about Shy You all you care about is coke and xbox and shit like that like I just I love those lines um,
1: uh, Zishan, do you have oh I also really yeah, like Zishan, uh, do you have an xbox
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Xbox, yeah. Okay,
1: I'm a playstation guy myself
2: Oh, I, I thought we were going to bridge the gap here, but
0: a lot of Xbox talk in this movie. Uh, Renner seems to like to when he when they go to oh, another great scene is that I, I like when they bust in the dude's car. Co- I mean, obviously, everyone the big the two big laughs in the movie are when they do the heist and at the end they see the cop and the cop just looks away. I remember the the pack screening that I saw it in in 2010 just went nuts for that scene, and then the other one is when he says like. Uh, we're gonna go somewhere. I'm not gonna tell you where we're going, and you can't bring it up later. And blah blah blah. And then Renner's, and we're gonna beat some guys up. And the Renner's like, who? You know, whose car are we taking, or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. those are the two big jokes. Um, but I love the scene that happens after that, where they like obviously break down the. And then he has his mask on. Renner is doing some great mask acting in that scene. And then he takes his masking, mask off.
1: We call it in the biz. Yeah,
0: ma- yeah, ma- ma- mask,ing. Yeah, and. Uh, through through the mask, he asks the guy like like what did you do like what did you do to piss him off that's my brother blah 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 and then I like when he shoots him and you're like fuck this guy like you like it's really like raising gems like psychotic nature and then he's like he takes his mask off and he shows him his face and he says like now you've seen my face I know it was like that shit is that 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 scene is wild I love that scene and then my other my other favorite um, line in the movie is at the end when John Hamm it's like kind of a corny line but when he turns to Rebecca Hall and says. You know, we are a national organization. I like that part. Yeah. Uh, Z- Zishan, do you have any favorite? No, you already got your chance to say your favorite okay. lines and you wait for the But I love that line. I love that line. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me why you love that
1: line. I love that line because, uh, like so many other lines in this movie, and like the other movie that Zishan brought on last time, Blue Ruin, there's so much weight to them. You know, they don't bother uh, giving exposition, they don't bother overstating things. There's just as cleanly and simply as they can put it which makes it so much more real. I love that.
0: Uh, before Z Zishan says some of his favorite lines, I do want to say that there's levels to this shit and Blue Ruin is so economical. What? Yeah. Is that a even word? More so. It's oh, it's so economical with its dialogue whereas this one, my favorite scene is them sitting after they get in the fight at the cemetery. And they're just talking to each other telling each other shit that they definitely already know about each other like like basically it's like i shot this guy right here i put him in the ground for you blah 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 it's like event like in, in real life would be like why are you saying this like i know all of this like you don't need to explain your past to me
1: look uh, i think blue ruin is leagues above this movie but sure, i like sure. when it touches on it
0: I, i'm just saying that there's a lot of exposition in this movie and, and god knows there's a lot in the director's cut but uh favorite lines he Have we have we taken them all i know you like the combat boots line
2: that's a great line for sure I, I think um i like jeremy renner's line where he's like standing by the sink after he catches ben affleck and rebecca hall and uh he's like let's just start fucking all the witnesses <laughs> Yeah, so good <laughs>
0: yeah like, yeah he's asking like how much, are you taking all the witnesses out out to lunch and stuff like that and yeah uh, i like
2: that one there's a there's like a real subtle line with um Rebecca Hall when they're kind of in the truck, like having their conversation. I don't remember if it's like before or after their date. where she says, um, "Oh, it's not your fault." When she's talking about like the trauma that she went through, like Ben mm. Affleck says, "That's oh, right, I'm so sorry." And she says, "Oh, it's not your fault." And then the camera just cuts to him, just yeah. looking absolutely devastated. Yeah, so yeah. good. I, really I think like... I think probably the last one I have is is the. Um, I really I just like the supporting characters' lines because obviously all of Ben Affleck's lines are great. I mean, and he's a pillar of strength, mm. right? And, right? Damn, is he handsome? Yeah. Let's just, let's, let's just admit that he's handsome. But when he goes to the florist and he says, hey, you know, you know, I live at whatever Bunker Hill Street, um, and the florist just, like, takes that in, and he says, all right, well, now I know where to find nah, you. Nah, yeah, that's <laughs> so his so
0: last line. Is like, and yeah, now I know where to find you. <laughs> oh, okay. And just the busy work that... I know we already talked about the scene, but him just, like, kind of, like, shucking the rose and just, like, chewing the gum and shit. And it's just, like, second nature to him. It's just, like, so... It's just so cold, damn. All right, I mean, listen, this is the second time we've done this episode. This is the director's cut. I think we got it all. I mean, if we were something (laughs) we didn't get, we got it last night. Sorry, listener at home. If you're thinking, oh, they haven't covered this part, like the shootout at the end at Fenway, which is fucking awesome. And we love it. We already talked about this stuff, so we're just going to move on. Usually, this is the point in the show where we move on to our rating system. For the heist genre, our rating categories are as follows. How sweet is the loot? How diverse specific is the crew? How good is the prestige towards the end? How pumped do we get during the heist planning sequence? How daring is the theft? And then the bonus category, is there a Robin Hood factor for these guys, our protagonists who are antiheroes? I'm just going to quickly go through these, if that's okay with you, Adam. I'm going to kind of yeah. just give the summation Mm -hmm. uh how sweet is the loot we had we went back and forth about this it's three and a half million dollars from fenway park so the loot is fairly fairly sweet so i disagree it did it it, it, and adam disagreed so it did okay in that category how diverse slash specific is the crew did not do well here these guys are mostly smash and grab folks they're running in there with big guns They know what they're doing, but there's not a lot of, like, Ocean's Eleven. We have the guy who's going to, like, jump over the lasers type stuff. So didn't do well in that category. How good is the prestige towards the end? The prestige is a reference to the trickery that goes on towards the end of a heist movie. movie, I think Uh, we had said most of the prestige is just learning that the cops are outside of Fenway Park um and then it didn't do well in that category how pumped do we get during the heist planning sequence there's some there was some are uh, was, uh, was some argument here as well because the pete Postlewaite thing ain't hey, talking about knocking over the cathedral of boston stuff like that i got personally pretty pumped up about it zishan liked it as well adam uh did you give that one a big old zilcho
1: i believe i did
0: yeah you you weren't pumped up at all during that how daring is the theft we all agreed this this theft is fairly daring having to go into uh, a major league baseball stadium with that much security pretty daring and then bonus Robin Hood, uh, Doug gives uh, Claire a little bit of money at the end. He finds some time to go uh, buy some oranges, leaves her some cash, but uh, not a lot of Robin Hood factor here. So overall, I gave the film a 30 out of 50, not bad. Zishan gave the film a 30 out of 50, not bad. And then Adam, you gave the film a 23 out of 50, giving it as the first movie in this series an 83 out of 150, uh, which we remarked is... Um, the lowest score a movie has ever received on this podcast. <laughs> However, we don't know how it'll do stacked up against the other heist movies. Right. So uh, you can't you can't compare apples to oranges. You can't compare a heist movie score to a Jupiter Ascending, essentially, which broke our scale in the space opera genre. And uh, of course, the revenge. All of those are different genres with different categories. So you never know, Zishan. Eighty three could hold up well here for your movie, The Town. Uh, how you feeling about it going forward? I know you don't know the competition, but it could just hold it off.
2: Uh, I think the town will be fine, regardless of where it ends up in this <laughs> this ranking and scoring system. I, I, I got to retcon something here, which is the fact that you talked about the stakes of these heists. Sure. And you mentioned the Cathedral of Boston heist, which we agreed last night mm. was not the heist of the film.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Definitely the climax. <laughs>
2: The heist of the film is the nuns. Yeah. Broad daylight. Yeah.
0: I which, mean, those are all very daring heists. I mean, just going into a just fucking walking bank. In, yeah. In
2: a cop uniform, A. Cap, and then changing into a paramedic outfit. Mm. Yeah. Crucial yeah. metaphor, right? For going from fucking murderers in cop outfits, A. Cap, right. to paramedics. They yeah. Helping, helping people, growth. Metaphors. Very There's fair. levels to this shit, boys. Right. They say
1: the pig changes its skin the most. Wow,
2: Adam. <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: stay woke. Um. And, of course, uh, we forgot to mention one of your favorite quotes of the movie is when Renner is, is, is basically describing what will happen if things go south. And what does he say, Zishan?
2: says, if we get jammed up out there, we're holding court out on the street.
0: Oh, such a good fucking line.
2: Oh. Banderas...
0: Yeah, Dares give 100%, then has bars. Just like when I watched Aliens recently and realized how corny-ass Jim Cameron has bars in that movie, like every other line. Okay, that's it, folks. 83 out of 150. It, 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 we'll, we'll see. We have no context for how this will do, but I know that it'll be a contender when it comes time for our outro to heist episode when we give away our Silver Ghosty Awards. Speaking of which... Zeeshan, we need to give away an award in your name. Let's just pretend you didn't say it last night. You're giving away a go-see. It's going to be wait. the Zeeshan.
1: What? Let me take it now cuz I really like it. So, now that now that he hasn't officially said it on the podcast.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, let's take that back actually. Okay. Um <laughs> so we're going to go over uh the awards that we are giving away. Adam and I uh I have changed mine. Um from best planning sequence to the Trevor Dillon Award for best supporting performance. That was inspired by Renner and Possible Weight in this movie. Adam is giving away the Adam Wagner Award for most handsome bank robber, which I really Wait, like. Just, I think... I've just
2: been usurped. <laughs> uh, what's that? <laughs> I've just been usurped. Uh,
0: I...
1: Oh no, you haven't said yours yet. We're yeah, we're gonna no. give away this. The... What's that? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh Jesus it, Christ. I didn't hear you say that.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Uh Bring me
1: proof, baby. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I believe we're going to give away the Zeeshan Yunus Award for what?
2: Most Quotable Heist Movie? I
1: don't know.
2: <laughs> I wanted to do Most Handsome
0: robbery. All right, all right. Adam, Fine. Fine. We'll get Adam it you. you'll have to think of your own category. All so right, I'll take it'll, the it'll... even
1: better one, Most Quotable Heist Movie. <laughs>
0: No, Adam doesn't like to give away what his uh, category is going to be until like the third episode or four, as if anyone gives a shit at all, <laughs> what award is going to be. But uh, of course, yes, the Zeeshan Yunus award for most handsome bank robber. And you know what? Ben Affleck is going to be very, very high on that nominee list. Um, Sean, thank you for coming back on the show and doing yeah. this again. And this is actually going to be a longer episode than last. I mean, due to mostly Adam derailing the whole shit the entire time. But I know what uh, you're talking about. I-, I had fun. I mean, if I had to do this episode again, it might as well be a wackier episode. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug before we get out of
1: here?
2: Uh, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at zm Unis. That's z m y o u n u s. Same on Twitter. I'm also in a doom metal band called ancient tome. So if you're looking for an eight minute droning bleak track to, uh, I don't know, yell at your significant other to, or work through some personal problems, um, you can find us on Instagram at ancient tome. Uh, Other than that, I got nothing boys. Thank you for having me second night in a row. Um, I appreciate you. Um, And and I have one request if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Can I make a request? Um, I'd like us to, at the count of three, do a collective cab before I jump out of here.
0: Absolutely. Lead us off.
2: All right. Three, two, one.
1: ACAB!
0: A-cab. Uh, make sure to check out that Ancient Tome EP. It's very good. Uh, I am not a Doom Metal person. Um, I'm I'm adjacent to it, though. You know what I mean? Uh, and I really, really enjoy the EP. Um,
1: Has anyone done uh, A Cab for Cutie?
0: <laughs> hey, Adam, that is <laughs> that's not a, bad. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> that is not bad, Adam. Do you have anything else to plug other than that decent joke that you're closing <laughs> the show on?
1: Um, yeah, please check out my website adamjcwagner.com, which is where I post the films I made. Um, you know, uh, I, I Zishan and Trevor quote the lines from my movies all the time. You know, are big supporters. <laughs> they watch them a lot. So why don't you check them out there?
0: Absolutely. And my plugs are Letterbox at Captain Dills. My personal is at Trevor Dills on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, follow us at Ghost Party Picks on all social media. Steal your friends and your loved ones' phones. Go to that Apple store. Give us five stars. Leave us a review or just smash the follow button on Spotify. Adam, I know we're on Google Podcasts. We've gone over this many, many Mm times. Um. Thank you all for listening to Ghost Party Radio Thank you again to Zeeshan for being here Adam, thank you. You, you tried uh, I, I I give you credit for that <laughs> uh, And I look forward to the rest of this heist Movie saga with you uh, mm-hmm. Together yeah, and, um, Thelma and Louise style And uh, we'll see you again This Come side on. of the other Ah you motherfucker, why would you cut me off You gotta say it We'll see you again This side of the other
1: Remember who clipped your nuts
0: Bye. Bye. Mm, that's a 10.